strange. 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 Welcome back to another Strange Ones. My name is Tom Thompson from the Strange Group. I'm just kidding. I'm not like that's fucking stupid. I don't want to be you, Tom. I know what's stupid is that hat you're wearing. Wow, bro, you gonna do me like that? <laughs> no, I dig it. I dig it. This we should have gotten into this a little before Halloween, but it is what it is. Because we'll have to do I, like a good, and we'll do a stream for sure in October. I was going to go to this place, dude, but after reading what happened there, I think it's a hard pass for me. Where I did go, though, was the Coral Castle, and that shit was fucking dope. Yeah, did so you like it? So check out the episode on the Coral Castle. Yeah, buddy. Uh, yeah, on the follow the the Strange Brew Podcast Instagram and Juan on Juan Podcast Instagram, and you'll see the photos of Juan at the Coral Castle, which we covered a couple months ago, actually. It's one thing talking about a place, but then it's another thing seeing it. And some shady shit went down there. That's all I got to say. How he did it. Hey, he probably knew some shit. But if you really look at it, bro, it's 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 pretty impressive. Let's just say that it's pretty fucking impressive. So make sure to check that episode out on Strange Wands, the Coral Castle. Yes. And we're going to be diving back into serial killers of Florida because we'll never get out of Florida for true crime ever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fuck florida i got uh, my fuckers. whole darkness set up i put i put my blinds up so it'd be creepier in here so i can get the the essence of the serial killer let i'm him in the sunshine state i can't do that bro sorry you need a curtain and you need to get a tiktok light <laughs> a it's TikTok just called light? it's called a circle light and my oh, i have one it, i have two now because anton was like oh i got one that changes color and i was like i want that one so i got yeah, i have i have those it just it gets really hot Mine so. doesn't get hot. You need to get it from Amazon. Get it from get yeah. Jeff Bezos. Give him more fucking money. Uh, what's that one song on TikTok? Uh, Which Jeffrey, one? Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> you know I haven't heard that about? yet. No, I haven't even Dude, heard the, that oh, yet. The one on, you haven't, yes, you have. The no, one on I TikTok. Swear. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, uh, like I said, I was going to go to this place, but after reading what this fuck did, I think I'm going to do a hard pass yep. on going here because it's... It's pretty intense, let's just say we're, that. I yeah, because we're you know, we're we're talking about Gerard Schaefer, the serial killer cop. <laughs> that's and that's like the most perfect occupation to be uh to be a serial it killer, is. right? It, it it kind of is, or like maybe a, a mortician. Be like, or oh like, he well, he came in well, dead. I swear that he came in dead. What was the show? Um Dexter, right? Yep. Where he uh where he was he's a blood splatter that- analyst. Yeah, and then he would... That's a good show. I think they're coming out with a new season of that they show. They are, but it's going to be a lot. They're doing one season because the last season of that show was actually absolutely atrocious. But the only person I think that's coming back is the guy that played Dexter. Everyone else is out the window. They're doing their own shit. Another oh, wow. shit. Yeah, because it's only going to be him. At least that's what I heard. Surprise, so, yeah, motherfucker. So, some fries, <laughs> motherfucker. Supplies, motherfucker. One. I know that fucking stupid meme. When we start inching towards Halloween, uh, it's my favorite time of year. All the subjects are crazy and kooky. Like, we'll definitely do two hardcore episodes in October because that should line up. So the next thing that we get into um, should be something to do with Halloween. Because every two weeks, Strange Wands is in your ear holes. <laughs> so we'll have to make sure holes. the next two What's episodes up? have got to be 
Halloweeny. It's got to be good, bro. Yeah, shout out to all you weird motherfuckers that listen to this show. Yeah. Some some weirdos in my fucking inbox. Gerard (laughs) Schaefer was born in Wisconsin on March 25th, 1946. Wisconsin has a bunch of fucked up serial killers, bro. Yeah, fuck Wisconsin. Literally, like, think think about it. There's so many people that come from Wisconsin that are serial killers. You got Jeffrey Dahmer. You got Ed Gein. You got this fucking guy. Is it something in the water? Does that have to do something in the water or what? Maybe. Maybe there's acid in the water. Maybe they put acid inside of the water like they did to the people in New York and stuff. (laughs) You can't say that, dude. That's not fake news. Yep. So he was born in Wisconsin on March 25th, 1946. The oldest of three children in a family he later described as turbulent. There's a lot of conflict going on inside of his family. Years later, interviewed by a court-appointed psychiatrist, he would refer to himself as an illegitimate child, the the product of a hasty shotgun wedding. Wait. Wait, what? What's a shotgun? It's a shotgun wedding, bro. What does that mean? Um, That means it was out of a whim, like out of nowhere. So he's a bastard child? Pretty much. Pretty much. Oh, okay. Yeah, he could have yeah, just said that. Illegitimate. Yeah, so he was a product. And I think illegitimate essentially is that the people weren't married at the time. And they just kind of had him at a wedlock or whatever. Blah, he's blah, a Jon Snow. Is, well, who's Jon Snow? Dude, you haven't seen Game of Thrones? No. Oh, dude. Everyone told me the ending sucks, so I never watched it. I'm going to stop doing this fucking... This is our last podcast. <laughs> you never saw Indiana Jones, bro. I watched, I watched it in the Indy. I downloaded the whole thing I, yeah, you for you. It. I know, and you did watch the it. The least you could do is watch Game of Thrones for me, bro. Okay, uh, the mass span of the four movies is maybe like six hours. Maybe a little longer. But for so the what? for Game of Thrones, that's like my whole life being taken away to watch that whole no, thing. No, it's not. Don't be fucking <laughs> overdramatic, dude. Just watch. It's a good show, man. He described his father as verbally abusive, an alcoholic, an adulterist, and often absent from the home on his business trips or otherwise. It's like, I'm going on my business trip. See you in a week. <laughs> it's another, like he's, another late night at the office. Yeah, and know? he's just literally going five blocks down to have sex with a hooker on the fucking main strip. Nice. By the 1960s, Gerard Schaefer's family had settled into Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think about Fort Lauderdale? I've never been there. <laughs> well, Florida is just one big cesspool of just shitholes. So if you meant any town you mentioned to me, I'll probably be like, shithole. Oh, that other shithole. That oh, shithole. Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> shithole. <laughs> well, there's no yeah. winning this. Chelsea said that we should get our passports together uh, in case shit hits the fan and we have to like move to Florida with her mom because we're all not getting the, the shot shot and we're not going to follow this totalitarianistic uh, fucking style of government. So I was like, I'm just going to sleep in Juan's garage till I figure out how to get a job in Florida. <laughs> there was a snake in my garage this morning, bro. I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah, you guys have a lot of crazy critters out there. But yeah. shit's no, going I, down in Canada, so fuck. Yeah, and hey, man, these places like South Florida, it's some parts can be, quote unquote, a little ghetto, if you know what I yeah. mean. This area where this happened in, which is Port St. Lucie, is not the best area either, depending yeah. on what part of Port St. Lucie. And I've been there. And dude, I actually, check this out. This is crazy. 
So Port St. Lucie is where this happened, the, yes. this whole story. And I went, do you know the, the, the nightclub, the Pulse nightclub shooting here in, in Orlando? Where the, where, the, where the guy went in and he shot up the gay nightclub? Yeah, I heard about that. I think so. Killed, I think, 50 people or something like that. I went to the shooting range where he had bought the gun at. Really? For, yes. And it was the craziest shit because I was watching the news and I remember the guy, the owner of the, the gun range coming out. And he's like, yeah, he, you know, he came in here, he bought bullets from us and bought a gun and all this shit. And I have videos of me shooting one of my guns at that gun range in Port St. Lucie that that fucking guy went to. That's crazy, dude. It was like a, a few years before, but still pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Weird. So who the fuck knows? But that, yeah, that happened to me. Yeah, so they moved to Fort Lauderdale and Florida, and uh, he graduated high school there in 1964, and he was working on his f- uh, the first of several college degrees when his parents divorced three years later. By that time, if we accept Schaefer's statements to the psychiatrist, he was well on his way to troubles of his own. From an early age, Dr. Eaton recorded in 1973, Gerald Schaefer has numerous sexual hang-ups. Experiments with bondage, sadomastication began around age 12. What the fuck? This guy kind of talks like normal. uh, I tied myself to a tree. He told Dr. Mordecai Haber... And I'd get excited sexually and do something to hurt myself. Around the same time, he began to masturbate and fantasize about hurting other people, women in particular. Uh, If this weren't enough, Schaefer recalled, I discovered women's underwear panties. That's how he said he said underwear panties. Sometimes I wore them. I wanted to hurt myself. What the fuck? Yeah, fuck me. I saw I, some of the I, I interviews never, of him. I was never into that. I was never into the whole sniffing panties type of shit. No, me neither. Uh, I will be posting to <laughs> probably the TikTok. If, hopefully it doesn't get taken down. Um, I'll do a little video about it, and I'll probably post the Instagram of his drawings that he used to do. And his drawings are all all sorts of messed up. And it's not like that. What's the one guy that killed the kids and he did drawings? The the clown? What's his name? Oh, Gacy. Yes. Well, Gacy. That me guy and Billy will probably get into Gacy because when Billy has time, we will be getting into that Yo, fucking I'm clown. To, I'm trying to get this nat, bro. Juan's been trying to kill a nat for like hours. I've, been, I've had a nat in my room for like three days now. He's pissing me off. And I've been trying to. He's a. He's a. He's a. Just give him. Fuck. Just give him some of that natty light, bro. <laughs> <laughs> The violent self-loathing went back to his early his early childhood games. In those games, he told Dr. Mordecai, I always got killed. I wanted to die. My father favored my sister, so I wanted to be a girl. Uh, he would fit in with today's society. <laughs> I wanted to die. I was such a disappointment to my family as a kid, to my father. He loved my sister, and I couldn't please my father. So in playing games, I wanted to be killed. It's not really how he talks, but I emphasize how fucking let's, weird this guy is. Let's be a little real here. All right. How 
fucked up did people turn out to be because of the old timers and the way that they were raised from the old timer? You know what I mean? Like there was there's some people who never 100%. felt any any love from their from their father figure, whoever it was, just the way that because of the way that no, they were and, raised. You know, hard times make hard men, as Joe Rogan would say, and it's fucking true. It's it's the fact that they especially people in this like you know, when you're growing up in the sixties and shit like that. A lot of times your fucking dad went off to war and like killed Nazis and shit. So they kind of came back and were like, first of all, psychologically fucked up from what they saw in the war. Second of all, had PTSD. Third of all, had fucking shrapnel and fucking everything else stuck in their head. Or they have, um, what's that shit where they hear, uh, hear loud sounds. It's like after the war and it fucks with your head. No, no, no. There's, there's something else. Oh, fuck. It's going to bug me. It's what soldiers get even out of Afghanistan. And they think they hear a sound and they shoot their wife by accident. It's fucking PTSD, bro. Post-traumatic stress Yeah, that's part of it. Uh, Shell shock. Shell shock was after, you know, they, they were, their brain essentially was berated by explosions and it ends up fucking up their head with every little sound, every like loud kind of sound, they freak out. and Symptoms include fatigue tremor confusion nightmares and impaired sight and hearing was Shell shock? diagnosed when a shoulder was unable to function and no obvious cause could be identified yep Yikes. so fucked up man so this is a product of of that too if you think about it gerard schaefer claims to have visited a psychiatrist in 1966 seeking relief from his sexual deviance and his homicidal fantasies but therapy yeah, didn't help Oh, no wonder. No wonder therapy didn't fucking help. (laughs) Therapy fucking never helps. I'm sorry. It helps some people. I've I've went back and forth to therapy since I was like eight years old, and it didn't do shit. You have to change yourself. You have to fucking change yourself, man. It's all about you. It's about you controlling your environment and your life. Yeah, it's all mental, but, uh, you know, everything, what people fail to recognize is that Regardless if you're into drugs or not and hallucinogens and entheogens and all this stuff, we are all a chemical process internally. Our thoughts, happiness, sadness, our eyesight, everything is a chemical process. And unfortunately, there are people who lack certain type of chemicals in their body and and, and they get fucked up. And I'm not saying that therapy won't work for everybody. Okay, like I was raised in Vinny Pass where he said, you do nothing like therapists, like in one of his lines. Like it's just, it just was embedded into me that this is not going to work. And I chose to change myself and the environment, uh, the environment around me. But also like I had people to talk to. Like I have had Chelsea, my woman in my life since I was a young kid going through a mass amount of crazy things that I went through when I was a teenager. And she was there since I was 17 and on. And then I did have a good mother and father, right? They divorced. There was arguments. There was all a bunch of bullshit and crazy things that happened within my family, but they were always there. So those people that don't have that and need maybe some outlet of therapy, I understand. I'm not demonizing you because you like to sit on a couch with a guy that's like, hmm, tell me more. If his later statements are credible, he kept hearing voices telling him to kill, kill Gerard, kill. <laughs> That same year, he toured the South with the Moral re- Rearmament. Rearmament, yeah, it's, re-armament. A, it's a modern non non-denominational revivalistic movement. So it's 
it's a fucking cult, bro. It's it sought to deepen the spiritual life of individuals and encourage participants to continue as members of their own churches. So it's a call to make your own church. Dude. Yeah, it's a call. Yeah, the cheery <laughs> up with the people, folks who sang that freedom isn't free. Well, fuck you. You would probably love what the government's doing right now around the world. So fuck you. You call this piece of shit. Gerald Schaefer thought about the priesthood as a calling but he turned away from the St. John's Church and this movement, essentially this churchy culty thing, where he recalled, they said I didn't have enough faith. They rejected and angered yeah. <laughs> the rejection angered Schaefer so much that he quit the Catholic Church. Because I was- remember saying I remember saying I remember hearing that when I was researching it that he didn't have enough uh, enough belief, right? He wasn't a he didn't have enough faith. That's fucked up because I thought it was anybody, you know, come come one, come all, and you can be part of the church and we'll love you and Jesus loves yep. you and he'll forgive your you sins. You can but fuck my wife. Fucking guy. Fuck my wife if you pray to Jesus. Yeah. I like watching. I like watch. I sit in the corner. It's like, uh, you know, in, uh, you've seen Helen Kumar, right? Yes. I heard everything you said. It's, uh, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> fucking uh, freak show. <laughs> And I he's remember like, shit about that movie. <laughs> really? It's so, he's like singing the church like two song. two or three of them, no? And he's like, yeah, you see those disgusting boils on his neck? And they're like, he's going, he's like, shot, I can hear you. And he's like, I heard everything you said. And then it's like, you want to come in, sit down, have a drink, fuck my wife. We can we just do whatever you need to. And he's like, do you, he just said we can fuck his wife. And he's like this very churchy guy. <laughs> It was like, like, that's one of those type of movies where they should have just left it on after the first part, but then they'd Harold and Kumar go to so-and-so. All of them were funny, man. The prison one was funny. All of them were funny. Even the Christmas one was hilarious. Shotgun anus. But yeah, that just reminds me of like Freak Show, very Catholic. You're like, uh, oh, fucking love Jesus. But it's like, you want to fuck my wife? Yeah, yeah, it's like some weird weird shit going on there. The Gnostics all had orgies and stuff, bro. Oh, that sounds fun. The early Christians, they all fucked each other. Ooh, sexy times. So his next goal was a teaching job, though, which he hoped to instill American values like honesty, purity, unselfishness, and love. But Schaefer was twice dropped out from the student teaching programs for trying to impose his own moral and political values on his students. What do you think he was saying to the students? I don't know. He was, I guess, how many serial killers are schizophrenic, bro? How many? Uh, from, from, have you done the, what, what's the Night Stalker? Have you done that one yet? Yeah, he wasn't really schizophrenic. He was just fucked up, right? Yeah, because me and Billy, that was like one of the first serial killers we actually dived into um, on its own case. And Billy loves that motherfucker. Dude, that, when I saw that documentary on Netflix, that was probably one of the scariest ones that I've seen about because the guy didn't give a fuck about anything. Shit documentary. Shit. I I liked it, but let me fucking, I said this when I was watching it. They don't go into his background at all. They don't talk about how his cousin showed him techniques from Vietnam to be able to hide, slow down your breath to like be creepy. Yeah. His cousin came back from Vietnam, showed Richard Ramirez all these techniques of how to be sneaky. Essentially showed him like guerrilla warfare. Yes, exactly. Showed him fucking pictures 
of his him abusing women and and essentially like raping women and stuff like that in Vietnam, uh, tying them up, doing all sorts of atrocious things to the Vietnamese women during Vietnam. And and he also he showed him like and he showed him techniques and then Richard Ramirez was in the room when his cousin shot his wife in the head. I think it was the head. Yeah. What the fuck? I didn't know that part. Yeah, because yeah, so they don't really they talk about show, him. They, just they didn't show his background. They seem like a monster, you know? No, they didn't show his background or what he was influenced by. Or his dad most likely beat him, but they don't know if he actually did. But that his cousin showed him all these techniques, how to tie people up properly, how to use a knife properly, how to be sneaky, sneaky. That's why Richard could hide in closets and like just sit in a closet and like barely breathe, and you wouldn't even know he's there until it's fucking too late, until he shoots you with his little twenty-two gun, and then yeah. you just lay there not even dying because you're still alive. The bullet just grazed your fucking skull. He left a wow. lot of people alive. Yeah, yeah, no, he was fucked up, dude. I just thought he was like some sort of maniac. But a lot of serial killers, they they do. I recently learned that some schizophrenic people they see, you know, hallucinations. They yeah. see like vivid hallucinations when it comes to their the the voices in their head and how how they'll see like a screen and they'll see stuff playing on the screen. So it, it's a very serious thing that happens to these people when they experience this. And again, maybe it's just a chemical process in their brain, but for some people. It, like this guy was hearing fucking voices in his head and shit. Who knows? Yeah, and you know a lot of serial killers, most serial killers, not all, have um, they end up having something in their brain. Like they get hit in the head with something, like football players do. Yeah, and they become suicidal and stuff like that. One guy, what's the dude's name? The Aaron Hernandez. You saw that documentary? Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, like that motherfucker. Have you seen actually speaking of hitting your yourself in the head? Have you seen the movie Unknown with uh? uh with Neeson, what's his name? Liam Neeson? Oh, yeah, uh, not that one. Dude, check it out, bro. It was, it was, it was good. It, and it's got to do with that about hitting yourself on the head. And yeah, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but watch that. All right, I'll good. check it out. All right. So, like, you know, so he's, uh, he keeps dropping out. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's dropped out of the student teach program for trying to teach his own morals and uh, political views. He's like, you know what? We gotta take back the South! <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> the second time, Supervisor Richard Goodhard, Goodhard, Hart, it's good heart, but it's, it'd be better if it's Goodhart, uh, recalls, I, t- I gotta give a new voice. I told him when he left that he'd be better never letting me. <laughs> you enjoy that shit too much, right, Tom? Yeah. Just fucking making voices up for these guys. Yes. The second time, Supervisor Richard Goodhart, Goodhart recalls, I told him when he left that he better never let me hear of his trying to get a job with any authority over other people or I'd do anything I could to prevent it. Was due to, this guy was a narcissist, right? I can imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's obviously full of himself. Most serial killers definitely are. So in 1968, Gerard Schaefer married Martha Fogg. What a name. That's a Florida name <laughs> it's for Florida you. Florida for you. Martha Fogg, uh, but didn't work out. Martha filed divorce papers in May 1970, two years after they got married. Um, extreme for claiming extreme cruelty. She can said, you, fuck this guy. Can you describe what extreme cruelty may be? I can only imagine when it comes to domestic abuse, right? Yeah. Extreme cruelty. I mean, just he probably tied her up and shit, bro. He probably beat the shit out of her. 
guy was a fucking. This guy was garbage. This guy was scum. Yeah, uh, sometimes you gotta do it though. If they don't listen, <laughs> I'm just no, fucking I don't, joking. I don't. No, I don't advocate for domestic violence. Anybody? Yeah, you know I'm fucking I mean? joking. It's we, not fun of that shit. like I've said on this podcast, take nothing seriously. It is all. Is that sarcastic. a cat? Yeah, that's my kitty cat. She's fucking harassing me now. Yeah, tell your cat to shut the fuck up, Tom. Uh, shut the fuck up, Leia. <laughs> it's that goddamn cat again. <laughs> Uh, Schaefer took a few weeks to recuperate in Europe and North Africa that summer. So he had wow. enough money to yeah. go to Europe and North Africa for some reason. I don't know why you wouldn't go to South Africa. No, South Africa is the bad one. North, no, no, I'm wrong. Isn't South there's Africa that, where all the white people are, right? Yes, there's that gnat again, bro. Fuck out of here. There's that gnat again. Coming home with a... What? Tell that cat to shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, coming home with a new life goal and uh, coming home with a new goal in life. If he couldn't be a priest, <laughs> I don't know why he'd want to be. He wants to deal with the boys or a teacher. He would be a policeman. It's like, I'm only going to arrest those who are not white. <laughs> it's like that one that one Simpson meme where it's like he picks up the piece of paper and it's got the the lines on it, the different skin tones. Like, oh, oh good yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. He applied to several departments in which he was rejected by the Broward County Sheriff's Office after failing a psychological test. But the small town Wilton Manors Police Department hired him anyway. It makes you think how many serial killer cops there actually are. And I'm how many think. do you think that the Zodiac killer was a cop? Mm, maybe, you know what I mean? Cause he never really got caught. So it'd be I know I'm reading in the book right now. I, I put, I read almost half in that. I put it down cause I got back from the cottage, but I have to pick it up again. And that book is fucking great. I have like the, the most famous book, the, the Zodiac or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's really fucking good and I'm enjoying it. I just gotta get back into it with all the crazy things and work that has been happening in the, on the earth. Um, but it's, it's, it's hard to tell. It's very weird though, because yeah. it seems like he went all over and this guy was, the Zodiac was extremely smart. That's for sure. And also weird because we, he would talk to people like eventually we'll get into it, but he would just like talk to his victims and, and you wouldn't think he was going to do anything. And then it's like, Oh shit. Yeah. He's going to cut me up and slice up my back and stuff and stab me, <laughs> nice. stab me till my spine's broken. So, uh, in March, 1972, Gerard Schaefer earned uh, an accommodation for his role in a drug bust. One month later, on April 20th, uh, 420, that cat is being harassing me right now. He was fired. Explanations vary. Chief Bernard Scott said Schaefer didn't have an ounce of common sense. <laughs> sounds so like it sounds like actually, everybody nowadays. He was actually fired uh, from being a cop. Yep. Because he had, oh, he had wow. no ounce of common sense. Sounds like all these people out there right now during this pandemic. Yeah. They yeah. have no common sense. They're like, oh, they told me it's good for me. They checked me. <laughs> Whatever. I got to get away from that topic, but I'm pissed. Well, yeah. an ex-FBI agent, Robert Riesler, Resler, uh, reports that Gerard was uh, disciplined for running... A female traffic, uh, running female traffic violations through the department's computers, obtaining personal information, and later Yikes. calling them for dates. It's like, 
I saw that you uh, ran a red light. Um, can I get? You want to go out for a date? I that guy's will, got some balls, bro. He doesn't even know. know what they look like, and they're just—he's calling him up. Hey, you know, you want to go out for for some? That's fucking creepy, dude. Can he you might imagine be that able, right now? He might be able to see what they look like through their uh, license. If they have a oh well, true, true. Yeah, you're right. You're but right. Is, Damn. Uh, is also 1972. <laughs> What does so, that mean, dude? It, the picture is animated and it's all pixelated, and you—it's just like, oh, she looks, she's blonde. Yeah, I she's, don't even—I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. Actually, I don't even think there wouldn't be an image because it, these computers would be so. It'd be like one of those old ass, like 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 these. Yeah. If you can picture a 1972 computer, it's not Look like it yeah, not like you'd think today. It's probably this huge monitor. <laughs> Look up 1972 police computer. Oh yeah, dude. In 1971, the world's first personal computer. Yeah, yeah no, so that's, he that's wasn't seeing pictures. Rough. He was just guessing. It's like, yeah, I didn't even know what she looks like. How would yeah, you... it was black and white, dude. It was like programming language type of shit, like yeah. the Matrix. What the fuck? That's so weird, because would, you wouldn't know what any of them look like at all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The dude had some balls. He's calling just random people up, asking them for dates. But I see that you're uh, you're 21. You just you, you want to go for a drink? He's looking at the weight like fucking 300 pounds. Oh, never mind. Yeah, literally. Uh, blue eyes, black hair. Okay, oh yeah, yeah, we can do this. Fucking <laughs> just going off based off the description. It's true. That's that is weird because that's what he would have to do. So obtaining perfect information, and he would later call them for dates, which I think is fucking crazy. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking creep, dude. Whatever the cause of his firing, Gerald Schaefer needed a job. Near the end of June, he signed on to the Martin County Sheriff's Department, pulling up stakes and moving to Stewart, Florida. You know where Stewart, Florida is? Yes, I do. It's it's next to Port St. Lucie, bro. It's another shithole. Shit yep. You guessed it. Another fucking shithole. He had been at this job less than a month when he made a quotations, dumb mistake that would cost him his career and his freedom. Gerard Schaefer on July 21st, 1972, Gerard picked up two hitchhikers, 17 year old Pamela Wells and 18 year old Nancy Trotter on the highway near a local beach. He told them falsely that hitchhiking was illegal in Martin County. Then he drove them back to a halfway house where they had been staying. Schaefer offered to meet them the next morning off duty and drive them to the beach himself. The girls agreed, but instead of taking them to the beach on July 22nd, Schaefer drove them to a swampy Hutchinson Island off the state of road IAI. No idea where that is. I'm not from Florida. A1A, bro. A1A, sure. Don't know. But there, he started making sexual remarks, then drew his gun. He told the girls that he had planned to sell them as white slaves to foreign, a foreign prostitute syndicate, which is crazy. So he wasn't a cop at this point, right? What, what career did no, he have? No, he was. He, he was. Uh, he was part of the Martin County Sheriff's Department. So especially back then, you know, we hire. If people don't understand, I have nothing against cops, or oh, maybe I do, but cops. Don't need to be that smart to get hired. No. It is fact. You can, if you 
kind of pass an intelligence test or an IQ, or IQ test or um, it's, it's, the physical and shit like that. It's like joining the army. You, as far as I know, at least in the states, and especially back at this point, it took more training to be a fucking barber than it did a police officer. It's just another job. That's why a lot of these guys, they think that they're above the law, but they're just regular Joe Schmoes who they just got a piece of paper saying that they're able to do that and they're able to boss people around. And a lot of these guys have God complexes where if you don't do what they say, they get pissed off. And again, I'm not saying all cops are bad. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. But most of them, a lot of these guys. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of these guys are fucking dicks, bro. Yeah. So it's crazy. He's like, you know, he draws the gun. He's like, I'm going to sell you into the white slave trade, which is, uh, it's, I, I listened to an FBI agent speak about this and this is completely fact that, you know, in family guy, how when like Stewie, what, like he, they were in like some foreign country and then he was, they were trying to sell Stewie or I was mag, but Stewie was trying to get her out of the sex trade. And the same way that you see in these movies, like taken where they yeah. bid on you, this is a hundred percent real happens all the time. Every, fu- oh, every single day, like the movies hostile. That's all. That's all. Dude, all that shit happened. What, what, what do we keep saying, Tom, that symbols are the language to the soul and they make these movies Oh, it's pretend. No, the fuck it's not. It's based on real things. Even if it's just some, you know, an idea is a real thing to somebody, right? Yeah. It's like you, know, you somebody can make an entire universe in their head and it they can make it real. So <clears throat> yeah, a lot of these sublim- subliminal messaging and, and all these movies that they come out with, they got some fucking truth, bro. I mean, look at Family Guy. Who would have thought that that was real, right? I know, yeah. It's uh- fucking real. So there, yeah, um, so forcing him out of the car, he bounded both the girls and left them balanced on a tree root. Was he a Boy Scout too? Probably. A lot of these weirdos are. I was in the Beavers. It's, it's, it's just like a Canadian version of Boy Scouts. <laughs> oh, were you really? Yeah, yeah. It was fucking weird. Um, so he forced them out of the car. He bound the girls and left them to balance on a tree root with nooses around their neck at a risk of hanging if they slipped or fell. Gerard Schaefer left them then, promising to return shortly. But the girls escaped in the absence of him and, and as he left and reached the highway. They flagged down a passing police car. They had no problem ad- identifying their assailant since Schaefer was stupid enough to tell them his fucking name. You call yourself fucking Butler Gerard if you really need to change your name. Hold on, bro. This fucking that dog. You're never going to kill that it. Time. I almost got him that time. By that Is the t- devil's tree in the net. Yeah, I know. <laughs> By that time... Gerard Schaefer had discovered that they have escaped and telephoned Sheriff Richard uh, Crowder. And he said, I've done something foolish. I don't know how to do his voice. I forgot. It was like a, like a country accent. How have I done? I've done something foolish. Schaefer told his boss, you're going to be mad at me. (laughs) I I fucked up. What the fuck did you do? Did you fuck your cousin again? Nope. (laughs) Something worse. Something a little worse. He had overdone his job, Schaefer said, trying to scare the girls out of hitchhiking in the future for their own good. All right, let's scare them by fucking tying a noose around their neck and being like, oh, if you slip, you could die. 
Yeah, that's pretty sick, bro. Fired on the spot and charged with false imprisonment and two counts of aggravated assault, Schaefer was released on $1,500 bond. So this could have all been prevented. You know when the system... It was $15,000, which is still a lot of money. Yeah, but if you you do a bond, it's still... Was that after the bond or before the bond? He was released on a $15,000 bond. Yeah, it's like fifteen hundred bucks if you if you do like a like through a bondsman, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I, so yeah. it's fucked up. This all could have been prevented. And you know when you see the system fail people, this is one clear example where the system failed people. And he and again he probably had leverage since he was a cop. Like, hey, you know what? Just just go easy on him. You know yeah. what I mean? He's not. You know, he's not going to do anything. Not to not not to mean to shut up my uh, my garbage uncle, but my fucking uncle was a cop and lieutenant in Toronto. I think I've said this before in the podcast, 20 years, and he left my aunt for her best friend, and then he harassed her, the woman he left my aunt for, and he was charged for harassment, and they just put him on uh, house arrest, and then my aunt had to take him back, and it's like, you know, they get away with fucking murder, literally. What the fuck? At a trial in November 1972, he pled guilty on one assault charge, and the other counts were dropped. Of course. He's a cop. He's good. Uh, The judge Smith called Schaefer a thoughtless fool and sentenced him to a year in county jail to be followed by three years of probation. The ex-deputy began serving his sentence on January 15th, 1973. The most shocking revelation was yet to come. However, two girls were missing from the neighborhood. Hmm. They were not as lucky as Trotter and Wells. Gerard Schaefer, on September 27, 1972, while Schaefer was free on bond, pending trial, 17-year-old Susan Place and 16-year-old Georgia Jessup, Jessup had vanished from Fort Lauderdale. Susan's parents said the girls were last seen at her house, leaving with an older man named Jerry Shepard. <laughs> so he his, finally switched the name. What a fucking idiot. His name is Gerard Schaefer, and he changed it to Jerry Shepard. <laughs> it sounds so close. He is yeah. fucking out to lunch. It's fucking crazy. Like, oh, I think my name should be Jerry Shepard. Not Gerard Schaefer. It's it's literally his. It's G S Gerard Schaefer, and he's na- he named himself G S. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot, bro. What the fuck? So uh, yeah, and uh, you know, and uh, they were on their way to play guitar at a nearby beach. They never came back. But Lucille Place had noted Schaefer's license number along with the description of his blue green Datsun. It was March 25th, 1973, before sluggish investigators traced the plate number back to Gerard Schaefer. This is what I'm saying about cops in the 60s, 70s, and on being fucking lazy. They don't want to do their actual job. They just want to eat donuts and then pull over black people, especially at this time. God damn, that's racist. It's fucking true, though. It's what they did. It's like they don't give a shit if it's a white guy, let him go. They did this shit constantly, and it's disgusting, and they just were allowed to get away with it. That's why a lot of serial killers 
went on killing for as long as they did because the cops were fucking lazy and didn't give a shit about talking to other cops about the investigations that were going on in another side of the city. It's fucking stupid. So it was March 25th, 1973. Yeah. Before they traced it back to Gerard Schaefer, by which time he was already in jail for assaulting the teenage girls. Gerard Schaefer denied any contact with place or Jessup. But his case began to unravel on April 1st, 1973, when skeletal remains were found on Hutchinson Island by three men collecting aluminum cans. (laughs) So, homeless dudes found the bodies, essentially, because every day in my neighborhood when I lived in the city... Every morning, 5, 6 a.m., here comes the cart, man. He comes, pulls up with this fucking grocery cart and takes all the alcoholic cans that we had over the weekend, and it's chock full. He's like, oh, I, I love coming to this house. I always get my money's worth. And he collects all the cans, and then he takes it to the LCBO when he makes money off it. A lot of homeless people do this. Yeah, so I, 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 the other side of the story, because I guess there's different versions. Conflicting, yeah. Yeah, two two fishermen found the bodies of the the girls. It's weird how it's conflicting, because it should be right on point. These are cops doing this. But four days later, the victims were identified um, from their dental records. Susan Place had been shot in the jaw. It's like 50 cent. Coming back and get a rap and sound different. I do not she's dead. Uh, detectives remarking that the evidence from the crime scene indicated that the two girls were tied to a tree and butchered. Fucking weird, man. On April 7th, police searched the home of Schaefer's mother, where Gerard had personal items stored in a spare room. Evidence recovered in the search included a stash of women's jewelry a hundred plus pages of writings and sketches depicting mutilations, murders of young women, which I'll probably post on the page. It's fucking weird. Newspaper clippings about two women missing in since 1969 and pieces of ID belonging to vanished hitchhikers. Call that good enough. <laughs> and Barbara Wilcox, both 19. So this is one said earlier when we weren't recording uh, that there was all these other chicks and we thought we we're at that point. But yeah, so he started well, to get connected to all these people. I want to add that. <clears throat> you want to add that mention- Col- Colette is good enough? No, no, no. So <laughs> I want to add the fact that, and I don't know if you're going to say this later, that he bragged about killing around 34 uh we will probably girls, get to cuz a lot yeah. of them were underage and he bragged about killing these girls yeah. and in prison he he bragged about it so there's the chance that yeah he probably got caught for these two but there was a chance that he killed about 34 different and girls who knows So the two girls had last been seen alive on January 8th, a week before Gerard Schaefer was sent to jail in Martin County. As the news clips, one referred to February 1969 disappearance of waitress Carmen Hullock, seemingly abducted from her home. Items of her jewelry were found at Schaefer's hoard. 
along with gold-filled tooth identified by Hollock's dentist. But once again, no charges were filed. God damn, dude. This guy's lucky as fuck. What the fuck? How could they not charge him for any of this shit? I don't understand it. Like, it's well, it was not... What was the year that they implemented the 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 police system that they would they were all able to connect? What was it? Jeff was it Jeffrey Dahmer? No, it was. No, it was uh, like 1979 or something like that. What was it? What was the silica that he was in different states? Uh, Teddy Bundy. Ted Bundy, right? Or where he? That's the one that like represented himself in court and everything, right? Yes. Yeah, he was the <laughs> that one that radiac. they finally implemented a system towards like, hey, they were able to connect all, all of these uh, these these different murders. Because back then, cops were kind of... Yeah, with stupid. the help of other serial killers to, yeah. to understand what was happening. And this is before that time. So the second woman, Lee, Lee uh, Banadise, had been neighbor a neighbor of Schaefer's when she disappeared in September 1969. And it seems extremely easy to get away with this stuff back then because nobody said shit, nobody cared it seemed like the cops were not on their game usually he had complained of her taunting him by undressing with her curtains open come here gerard come here and a piece oh, billy <laughs> oh billy and a piece of her jewelry was found among his belongings you have all this evidence but no charges were filed when her skeleton remains were finally recovered in 1978 he has all of her stuff, but he still doesn't get charged. This is how Yikes. fucked up the system is. And when it comes to, oh, this black kid is found with smoking with smoking weed or has a gram of weed on him, let's lock him up for fucking 25 years. Yeah. And remember, these times are a little bit more racist, if I, if I may add. And it's, it's Florida, so... Yes. All cops were white. Just, <laughs> yeah, just, uh, just putting that out there. That probably was part of the whole... Blue lives whole matter. Issue. Yeah, so more jewelry linked Jared Schaefer to the disappearance of 14 year old Mary Briscolia, Colonia, whatever. Mary, her name's Mary, who vanished from Broadway County with a 13 year old Esley Farmer in October 1972. You mean Brevard County, bro? Broward. It's literally spelled Broward. 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 The skeletons were found in early 1973, but once again, no cause could be determined and no charge was filed, even though there's so much evidence to prove that he fucking did this. The list of the suspects and the victims would grow over time, but Gerard Schaefer faced charges in only two murders. He was indicted on May 18, 1973 for the slayings of Jessup in, Pal- uh, in place. Held without bond pending trial, he was convicted on two counts of first-degree murder on October 1973, drawing concurrent terms of a life imprisonment, numerous appeals, some 20 in all p- appeals, were unformally rejected by various states and federal courts. Schaefer was nearly forgotten by the 1990s when former high school girlfriend Sandra, not Sandra, it's with an O, Sandra <laughs> London published a collection of her stories under the title Killer Fiction. More volumes followed. Gerard Schaefer insisted that her uh, his stories were art 
and police and prosecutors described them as thinly veiled descriptions of actual crimes. So this is where all of his art comes back to essentially haunt him. Which is fucked up. Yeah, the the uh, almost like the cannibal cop, right? The yes. one that we covered. Yes, and this weird. And this is a a killer cop. So in his private letters to attorneys, and a letter dated April 9th, nineteen ninety one. What crimes am I supposed to confess? Farmer, Briscolonia. What do you think murder demon is? You want my confession, but don't recognize them when I anoint you with them. You've, you've, we've just gotten started. This guy's fucking like crazy. What and, the he, fuck? and he really tried to fight against this stuff and prove that it wasn't him. And well, it was 20 he, appeals. So that's a lot of appeals. A lot. Other correspondents swiftly raised the body count. As you know, he wrote on January 12th, 1991, I've always uh, harped on the district attorney, Robert Stone's list of 34. That's what he's saying. He claimed to have killed 34 people, or at least the the district attorney thinks that he did. In 1973, I sat down and drew up my own list. As I recall, my list was just over 80. So he's admitting, he's like, oh, they say I killed 34 people. I actually killed 80. And this is what serial killers always do. stupid, huh? Hmm. If he, it was, if he was able to pull off 80 and only get caught for two. Every single fucking serial killer exaggerates. Every single one. Except for the ones that are kind of sane. Most of them are insane and want this merit of, like, I'm a crazy fucker. So the next yeah. day, given more time to reflect, Gerard Schaefer went on, I'm not claiming a huge number. I would say it runs between 80 and 110. He's literally God saying, damn. damn, son. He's literally saying that he's like, he's killed all these people. No, it's, it's not 34, it's 80. No, it's not 80. I've reflected. It might be 110, which is yeah, no. worse than some of the most deviant, fucked up serial killers in the world. Yeah. So, um, uh, like this fucker down here, where is he? This side on the video. This, this, the guy behind the bars. Yeah, he's fucked. Uh, Chikatilo is supposed to be killed like over 100 people in Russia and children and all this shit. So, uh, but over eight years and three uh, continents, that's what he's claiming. He's claiming he's killed because he kill- he's claiming oh. he killed in uh, North Africa. He's claiming he killed. Um, where, did, where else did he go? Oh, some places in Europe. Yeah, that's what he's claiming that he also took victims in other fucking countries. So uh, he was an international serial killer, according to him. But according him. to him. And you can never believe the sensationalism brought yeah. on by a serial killer. One whore drowned in her own vomit while, while watching me disembowel her girlfriend. One whore, yeah, so some lesbianist. Uh, I'm not sure that that counts as a valid kill. Did the pregnant one count as two kills? It gets confusing. This is how fucked this guy is. He's literally yeah, like, we, cl- oh my God. Can we talk about what he did to the two girls at the at the tree? Because that's what the fuck. We tied him up and shit and bound them. and. Yeah, so apparently he had, and this is according to Urban Legend because when I was looking this up, there was there was little bits and pieces that changed, right? Where the tree was is, is one, and you know what he did exactly was another. And according to the legend, is he says that after the fact that he killed them, after they were dead for at least two days, he came back on numerous occasions to have sex with the corpses, and and he had cut the heads off supposedly, so he was having sex with with a headless with headless corpses supposedly because when they 
checked the girls, they said that they were raped post, what, what do they call it, posthumous or something like that? Postmortem. Yeah, there's another name for it. But anyways, after Very they were true. dead, they were raped. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty fucked up, bro. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is f- fucking crazy. And and the fact that he's saying that he killed a pregnant woman and his account is too, he's like bragging. This is how sick these people are, right? So years later, Gerard Schaefer's letters came back to haunt him when he was described in several true crime books as a prolific serial killer. His response was a series of lawsuits filed against various authors, um, but... They were uninformally dismissed by the courts. In one such case, Judge William Steckler officially branded Schaefer as a serial killer, finding him undeniably linked to numerous murders beyond the two for which he stood convicted of. He boasted of his private and public associations. He had based on reports that he is a serial killer of world-class proportions. So he's he's one of these braggadocious serial killers that say, you know, I killed a I killed a pregnant woman. That counts too. Like I can't believe he said that shit. Yeah, and and I used that word incorrectly, posthumously, which is yeah. like after death of the originator. So when you that's like, oh, Michael Jackson was the original creator of that, and they fucking... So you know it's I mean? like, and the same thing with Ted Bundy, right? He, after he got caught, there's no proof that he actually had sex with the corpses, but he claimed to fuck the heads of his yeah. victims, just like the co-ed killer, which was, that right. was fact. And and all this, like, it's almost like lore, because they kind of feed into their own sick psychotic yeah. fantasies, and even though to it might like not the, be real... To be like the best, right? Yeah, though, I'm to the best serial killer. The best around. <laughs> Killing those girls and drowning them to the ground. I don't know, fucking. Um, essentially, and I'm pretty sure, can you look this up? He got murdered in jail, did he not? Oh, yeah, he did. Wait. Yeah, thank God. Somebody stabbed him to death. Schaefer's luck ran out on December 3rd, 1995, when another inmate bars into his cell, slashed Schaefer's throat, and stabbed him in both eyes. Pew, pew. That's justice. Nice. Yeah, I think he went, I think he... I think Justice. that was too too quick and too easy. I think he should have suffered. Still, more he fucking stabbed him in both eyes. That's fucking pretty hardcore. Prison prison officials named the killer as an inmate, Vincent uh, Revier, serving life plus twenty years for two murders in Tampa. Oh, lovely Tampa! But no specific motive has ever been offered. It, it's he was probably bragging about the killings, and the yeah. guy got fed up and was like, "Fuck yeah, yeah. you!" and he just killed him. I killed 110 people. Wait, now it's uh, I killed 100 and it's 16. Now I also killed a pregnant woman, so let's call it 118. And he's just like yeah, bragging all him. this fucking shit. So it appears that Schaefer's reputation as a rat and a troublemaker in the joint caught up with him at last. So let's talk about the tree a little bit. I was gonna go here, but fuck this guy. I'm probably not gonna go there. No. And. They say that supposedly he lived next to the tree and that the foundation of his house is still there. You can still see it. And they built, so the tree, it's in Port St. Lucie in an, in a, in a, in in Oak Hammock Park, which is a, a park. Uh, that that is owned by the county. So it's supposedly what he did where, where he committed most of his murders, supposedly. And, and it's got, it's in a park where there's a boat ramp and stuff like that. So, Mind you, they built the park around the tree because, according to legend, they tried to 
cut the tree down. Uh, somebody tried to cut the tree down with a chainsaw, and when they tried to, all the teeth on the chainsaw broke. Uh, they tried to burn the tree down, and they couldn't burn it down. And if you go to the tree, you see where it's been tried to, where it's been, they try to cut it down a few times. And according to legend, if you take, if you want to kill somebody, you take a little piece of this tree and you can see if you go in person, you can see where people have taken parts of the tree. If you want to kill somebody, the, 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 the legend says that if you take a piece of the tree and you put it in their car, they have a car accident 21 days after the fact. But you have to be very careful. You have to be very careful because people have taken pieces of the tree into their own cars. They have car accidents as soon as they pull off, right? It's cursed. There's talks of the KKK uh, visiting this tree. There's talks of satanic worship at this tree, and they see it. They say it's the devil's is the devil's tree. You know, the, the the actual devil's tree. And a lot of people say that maybe his spirit is still. It, within the tree and this is why he it can't be burned down and can't be taken down yes. he's roaming around being like you thought it was 34 it was 125 and they say the reason i don't want to go here is because they say supposedly it's it's uh, one of the it's most haunted cursed. spots yeah it's <laughs> it's one of the most haunted places here in florida and supposedly there's cold spots if you go on now you see the apparitions of the girls you you they that say would you be can creepy hear. You can hear the girls screaming at night. And oh, I would love might, to go there. I would go there at at midnight by myself. Yeah, and, I would, and you might encounter some cultists that are in the area doing some satanic rituals in front of the tree. I so would go there with the Ouija. Yes. I would and go fuck there, this guy. I would go there with the Ouija board at fucking 3 a.m. No. And try to call a party. Don't do that. If shit. I ever come to Florida, we're doing this because I I give no fucks. Well, you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> All right. I have seven minutes left before my computer dies. I didn't bring my fucking charger up here. Uh, follow all the stuff at www.strangewoodpodcast.com. We now everything Juan's on there. Anton's on there. I got everybody on there. That's part of the podcast. And Am I TikTok famous yet? No, no, you're not TikTok famous. So you blow up three accounts. Fuck. <laughs> I'm I'm on my third account. I'm almost at uh, four thousand followers. If you you can follow me at the Raptilian. That's got seventeen point five thousand. I'm stuck at a halt, whatever, because they're trying to censor me. But follow me at the Raptilian. Follow me at the Kings in Hell or Revolutionary Man. Follow me at Strange Brew Podcast on TikTok, on Instagram, on fucking Facebook, everywhere you can find on social media, except for Reddit, which we will eventually do. Follow Strange Brew. Follow me at the Juan Juan Podcast on all socials, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Oh, no. I'm, it's going into hibernation. Can you still hear me? <laughs> oh, no. Peace. And hail Fauci. Fuck. So, later. Well, that's what I get for not bringing my fucking charger.